Hi, and welcome back to Don't Mind. I'm K.A. Stats, the writer and creator. And I'm Travis Vengroff, the producer and director, and together we are Fool and Scholar Productions. We've gotten a few comments and questions regarding Don't Mind Cruxmont and the Don't Mind series, so here's how this works. Don't Mind Cruxmont, the story of Dr. Kingston, Neil, and the Little English Village, is only a single season long. The next Don't Mind story will follow new people, new mysteries, and a new location. Don't Mind is an anthology of full, complete stories. All of these stories are made possible by our Patreon. If you want the latest updates and stories, all ad-free, please check out the many benefits of becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash foolandscholar. Thank you for listening. And enjoy this episode of Don't Mind Cruxmont. Previously on Don't Mind Cruxmont, with the festival underway, Gwen and Neil witnessed a Cruxmont tradition, the presentation of the boughs. Afterwards, Gwen went to speak with some of the elders and met George, who drunkenly spoke of his time as a child over 130 years ago. While Gwen listened to the stories and possible lies, Neil went off to examine further orchards for signs of Colin's campsite. Atop a hill, Neil spotted Colin in the distance, yelling for help. But when Neil attempted to follow, he lost sight of his brother. Confronted by Roger Allhill and PC Gordon, Neil was promptly struck over the head and fell unconscious to the orchard floor. How's work? Good. Fine. <sighs> Shit. But it's a job, you know. It's not the co-workers, not most of the time. It's the customers. They feel like they have a right to just walk all over you. They know we're human, right? Sometimes I'm not so sure. You should meet some of the people at my company. And you're an A meeting. How'd it go this time? <sighs> Fine. Same people. Same feelings. Same terrible knot in my gut. How's your weekend been so far? Honestly, impressively mediocre. I finished watching season two, cooked a pot of three bean chili, then um, decided to start on taxes. Oh, so heads up. I had to go into the office. <sighs> Sorry about the mess in there. I have to do my laundry this week. Eh, not a problem. I just kicked it all into a corner and sprayed some air freshener. But I did see that book you have earmarked. The England travel book? Yeah. Is that more of that um, manifestation stuff? I've never seen you read them before. Kind of. It's a goals thing. I was looking at places I wanted to see sometime. Like a road trip? I don't think I'm there yet. But, you know, once I save enough and after I've been able to move out, they tell us it's good to think about new types of rewards. Apparently it's important because my previous reward system was too focused on feeding the addiction unless I'm building. Me or something. Yeah, I get it. That sounds good. Healthy. Something even I could use more of. But Colin, don't worry about moving out yet. Seriously. Unless, of course, this place isn't good enough for you. No, no, it's good. I just don't think I'm there yet to taking those kinds of steps. 
going out on my own like that. Why? I don't know. With everything that happened. Don't do that to yourself, man. You've come a long way since then. Goals are about the future, not that stuff. That's the past. Do you want to go to England? Would that make you feel like you've come far enough? To feeling like you deserve something good? Because you do. Well, yeah, I guess. I think about it at work. What it would be like just to walk and camp and see castles and stuff. I've been listening to these podcasts, too. When I'm working in the back room. All about these places to see and visit. (laughs) Then do it, man. Stop being your own worst enemy on this shit. How much more do you need to save? If I don't have to move out anytime soon and can use the money I save for a ticket, then maybe like two more months of savings and I could do it? Two months. That's great. That's totally doable. Earn the money, go on the trip. Takes a couple weeks and you get to hit that sweet eternal reset. I don't have the vacation days for that. We can find you a new job afterwards if we need to. Like you said, the customers there treat you like shit, so it might not be the best environment for you anyway. I don't know, Neil. I'm not sure I can do that. You need to learn to trust yourself. You've been out of rehab for a year, man. You haven't slipped up, and you're more than deserving of something like this. Do you even have a passport? No. Okay, so that's first. You really think I should do this? Absolutely. You can borrow my hiking gear. At least what fits. And it'll give me a break from your sorry ass. Ha ha, yeah, like, you don't know I'm a delight. I'll go change and then Google some passport stuff. Thanks, man. Of course. Because I need a break. Neil, why do you gotta go and be the good guy all the time? What? Ah. Ah. What the hell? What's going on? Hey, Neil, Neil, calm down. Calm. Stop moving, your head's bleeding. Who? Don't touch me! Wait, wait. Colin? Colin! Oh my god. Colin, you're here. You're alive. Are you okay? Are you, are, you, are you hurt? Colin, I, I looked. I, I looked. I came here and there was this teenager and he had your jacket. I, I, I found your jacket. And, and, I, and I knew you were still here. I, I knew it. Are you okay? What happened? I'm not hurt, but your head's bleeding. Are you okay? They hit me. The, the farmer and the constable. Yeah, I guess that. They dragged you in here. Listen, Colin, I, I need to say something. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have pushed you into this trip. I, I never thought this would happen. I never thought you wouldn't come home. I just thought you would leave for a bit, see that you were really improving, see that you could do it alone, and it would get you, you know, excited for life. Get you out of your life, you mean? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. 
Really. Colin, I never meant it like that. I love you. I'm so sorry, and I... And I'm gonna fix this. I just... I just needed some breathing room. Some space after the last few years. It's fine. I get it. And I'm alive. There's nothing to apologize for. No, Colin. I screwed up. If I hadn't put that idea in your head, if I had just stopped to talk to you more, this wouldn't have happened. And I need you to know it's not your fault. This is my screw-up. Really? Did you pick up that UK travel book from the free library? Did you look up all those places to hike? Did you download those podcast episodes to my phone? Did you try to camp on Orchard Land and get caught? No, but I pushed you into this trip. What the hell was that? The foxes. There are a ton that live down here. Sometimes they steal my food. Uh, that's strange. Are, are they dangerous? Not so far, but I guess they could be. Some of them are like coyote big, but mostly they keep to themselves. I can't believe you've been down here for so long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I put you in this position. Neil, please stop apologizing. I wanted to do this. Before I got to Cruxmont, this trip was amazing. You didn't push me. You encouraged me. And you were right. That conversation we had in the living room about feeling like I could do it, like I deserved to finally feel better, freer, coming here was a great idea. And I'm still alive. Still here. Not that I want to be now, but it is what it is. We gotta find a way out of here. I knew you wouldn't be dead. You're too annoying to just disappear for good. Sure. Well, we both may disappear for good if we don't get out of here. Right. Where are we? We're somewhere under the All Hill Orchard. There's a whole system of natural man-made caves that run under parts of Cruxmont. I was able to get out a few hours ago and find my way up to the fields, but I got caught. Again. Looks like they fixed the gate up after my escape, though. I saw you up on the hill. I heard you, too. I went running after you. And that's how they caught me. I guess that was what happened. I thought I heard you. Sorry. Maybe yelling at the top of my lungs wasn't the smartest idea. How's your head feeling? Really sore. We can find a way out. This place is like a maze. And every once in a while, you can see the wires they use for power coming out of the mud walls. I followed them to get out. I don't know where they went now. Looks like they took them out. Otherwise, it's a lot of dirt, darkened roots. There's also something else down here. You can hear from in here sometimes. Something worse than the foxes. Bigger. What? I'll get to that. What? When? How long have you been down here? What day is it? Friday. Over a week, then. The whole time since that last message? Shit. What happened? I was having a great trip. I was just finishing up in Barnard Castle. My last night there, so... I was at the pub for a drink. Not alcohol, just some pop, but I like the company. I met up with these guys, and we played darts and hung out. The next morning, I slept late, so I took it easy and picked up some stuff from the store and walked around town. It was already the afternoon when I decided to start walking to Cruxmont. 
It takes hours to get here. Yeah, I know. Well, by the time I reached the village, I was exhausted and just went to sleep. So I looked around for somewhere to set up my tent. I picked up some more supplies and snacks from the little shop and asked this random guy outside where I could go to camp. He told me there was no camping allowed in the hills or anywhere near town, since it all belongs to the orchards. But I was exhausted and, well, I'm not above some harmless rule breaking. So I walked out over a few hills and set up my tent just on the other end of the last one with the trees on the north, right next to the tree line to the little patch of the woods. I didn't really think anyone would mind or that anyone would find me. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Right. Well, I was laying down next to a tree, reading before the sun went down, and I eventually fell asleep. And I woke up to these weird noises. I'd slept for a few hours by then, so it was already the middle of the night. But the moon was out. It wasn't totally dark, so I looked around for the noise, and I saw this thing walking atop the nearest hill. The thing was just wandering around, making these terrible noises, groaning and wheezing. Why do you keep saying thing? What is it? It was night, and far away at first, but I swear it looked like a person. Like, almost human, but not human enough to be someone. But the sounds it made, those weren't human. And that's what's down here, with us. All right, Colin. Are you sure that you saw something up there? That you didn't, I don't know... Dream it up? I saw it. And that's why they're keeping me down here. They wouldn't lock me up just because I had some dream or slept in the grass. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's not a comforting story so far. But how did you get down here? I acted like an idiot. I went into the orchard to see what it was. I ran up the hill and kept making these terrible noises and I could hear something else someone yelling but before I got close enough to see it I reached the bottom of the first hill and fell in a ditch by the time I'd gotten back up there were people around me and someone tossed a bag over my head I woke up down here there are a couple of people that bring me food every few hours but I'm usually asleep and uh, don't go over there, but otherwise I spend a lot of time sleeping and having the most incredibly vivid dreams. But I'm not sure they're really dreams. And as you know, I'm still here. Did you hear that? That's the sound. That thing is down here too. It moves around in the caves nearby. Get out of here. I'm guessing you already tried to pull down the bars. Yeah, but with the two of us, we can try again. I think it's gone. Now let's try to get you out of here. Yeah, good. Wait, what? Me? No, us. You too, Colin. You're coming too. I just found you. Now we gotta get out of here. Together. With the both of us, we can... 
Find a way out. They can't just keep us down here. Neil, can you listen to me for just a second? Please? I need you to believe me. And I know it's going to sound crazy, or it may sound like I messed up and went back to some old habits, but I didn't. And you have to just listen and trust me. Please. Okay? All right. I'm listening. We'll find a way out of the tunnels, okay? And we can get you out of here, but I don't think I can go. Well, that's a nice idea you have there, but it's not going to happen. We are going home, the both of us. You're not listening. You're never listening. We may be able to get out again. I think I can find us a way. I found some possible exits before from when I went up a few hours ago. But Neil, I think that was it. I think that was my last chance. Ugh, shut up. That doesn't make any sense. If I can get out, so can you. No, Neil, listen. I've been down here for a week. Sometimes, when I fall asleep, I hear these things. That thing from earlier? Not that. Maybe that. Voices. In my head. And in my dreams. And they tell me things. A couple of days ago, they told me you were here. And now here you are. And they say things about my addiction. Nice things. Like they're encouraging me. And they seem proud of me. And last night, they said I had one last chance to leave. And I took it. I took it even though some part of me doesn't want to go. Do you feel it, Neil? A pull? No, Colin, no. This is some crazy bullshit from being stuck down in a cave for days. You're leaving with me. First, we're going to get the hell out of Cruxmont. Then we're going to call the police on these kidnapping freaks and fly back home. I don't feel anything except the pain in my skull, blood in my hair, and, and mud in my mouth. This place has kept you prisoner and tried to hide you from me. You're not staying. This is some Stockholm shit, and we're going home. This isn't a mistake, Neil. This feels real. Right. But I need to get you home. I can't explain how much it means that you came to find me, but now we need to worry about you before it's too late. I have been responsible for you for the last three years. I have done everything I could to my own personal detriment to try and help you. And now you're telling me that I need to leave here without you. It's not going to happen, Colin. We need to get out of here now. Something's down here. I know. And it doesn't like what you just said. Our beloved small batch jam. Take some home or sign up and stew some yourself with our talented cooks. Sold by the jar batch or crate. Uh, can, can I uh, can I see one of those jars, please? Of course. Jams, jellies, preserves, in varying levels of sweetness. Whatever takes your fancy. Someone I know had a jar of this brought for her as a gift. She and Edith ate the whole thing in one sitting. That's a lot of sugar, but quite the treat. <laughs> if you want to take some home with you, let me know. We'll sell by the jar, batch or crate. Ah, is this really it? Just uh, plums and sugar? Yes, ma'am. Wow. 
can see a demonstration right here. Some have cinnamon, if you like, and these have a bit of lemon. Is there something you're looking for? How many jars do you sell in a year? Well, we sell thousands at the festival alone, and more at the local stores in the country year-round. Uh-huh. Last year, we even got pictures from our first big shipment we sent to Japan. Wow. They sell all hill jam in a little cafe in Tokyo. Isn't that fantastic? So, it's not the plums. They're just normal mundane fruit. So what is it? What fixed her? Where is it? Mundane? That's a rude thing to say, Dr. Kingston. I think you owe these artisans an apology. <sighs> oh, let go of me. Something wrong? Seems our visitor here got a bit too far down the bottle too early. Go back to your other customers. I'll deal with it. I said let go of me. And I told you to leave. How could you misunderstand something so simple? You are hiding something here, something that could help so many people. I know you are. Adelaide Birch was healed, and the man I just spoke to claims to be 130 years old, and I believe him. How is any of this possible? What's going on here? Ah! Let go of me! No, you need to leave. Now! You're making a mistake and you're running out of time. What you're looking for is not going to help you. And you need to get free of this place before it's in too deep. Come on, I'm driving you out to the village. You get a choice, Darlington or Penrith. No! <coughs> Wait! Day three, Gwen. You even wrote it down. Go buy groceries. I'd like to place an order for delivery, please. Uh, yeah, 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 it's me again. I just can't seem to remember to pick up the groceries. Benefit to you, I guess. Uh, ready? OK. Uh, yes, tonight let's do the fried crispy seaweed, the sweet and sour bean curd. Oh! Uh, sorry, I, uh, I dropped the phone. Yes, um... The, uh, the sweet and sour bean curd uh, and the mushroom fried rice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, same address. Uh, yes, cash on delivery again. Thank you.
Are you alright? What? Do you need me to get someone? Where's your friend? Uh, oh, you. Um, Winifred, wasn't it? Uh, thank you, but uh, but no, no, I'm 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 fine. I just uh, I just uh, took a tumble. <sighs> okay, if you're certain. Uh, yeah, please just um go enjoy the festival. Uh, I'm uh, I'm just on my way out. Have a safe drive then. Sunsetting. God, how long was I out? Oh, God. Neil, I hope you're okay. notes. I was at the festival and PC Gordon found me. I got away and made it to the church. I didn't find any physical evidence of what I'm looking for at the festival, not that I would know where to begin, but I spoke with a man called George who claimed to have been born in the 1880s. The elderly population is very high here. And I can again confirm none of the old people I've spoken to exhibit any apparent signs of neurological degradation. Then there's the girl. Millie. How does her death or the survey fit into any of this? Oh, there was something PC Gordon said when he was trying to force me out of Crooksmont. What was it? Uh... Get free of here before it's too deep. Something like that. What does that mean? What's too deep? But he also said that what I was looking for wasn't going to help me. So, so, there must be something here. It's real, and he knows it. Um, so now I'm in the back of the chapel... This place is beautiful. I'm not very knowledgeable about Christian iconography, but these scenes of nature and the surrounding landscapes show both great reverence and care. Oh. Well, they didn't want Neil in here, and I don't think it's because of graffiti. I think I've found an entrance to the chapel's catacombs. Well, this doesn't feel right, but nothing in this village has so far. Um, yeah, I'm going down. The chapel's not too big, so... Um, uh, mm -hmm. This is... The uh, 
steps have been cleaned and swept. Someone has been here recently, or this area is used rather often. There are no lights, but these little candle alcoves look well used. There's no dust in the candle wells. They must have burned recently. Everything is very well maintained. Ornate tombs. Just what I would expect underneath a chapel as old as this. Seems like these were all, all hills. But there are still no dates carved anywhere. Just names and short epitaphs. Albert Allhill. Perhaps one day he'll lie below. The bones of one we love and know. But glee we find he will reside in our dear old Cruxmont mind. Hmm. Will Amina Allhill. I'll bring what I can. Together, forever, we'll always be new. Oh. Oh, this looks wrong. Oh, they're so small. They must only entomb the bones. Oh. Oh. Oh, God forgive me. Oh. I'll put it all back. God forgive me. Mum. Forgive me. It's empty. Oh, oh, empty. Nothing inside. No remains at all. Not even bone. There's nothing decomposed in here either. This isn't a catacomb. It's a, it's a memorial. Nothing. Oh, oh, it's a fake. It's all fake. A facade. It's all just a, a, a ruse. No one's been buried down here for hundreds of years. Huh. Or ever. So where are they? Where are the bodies? Don't Mind Cruxmont. Written and created by K.A. Stats. Produced and directed with sound design by Travis Fengroff. Edited with sound design, mixing, and mastering by Dane Leonardson. Dialogue editing by Austin Beach. And with script and casting consulting by Gemma Amore. Starring Adjua Ando, Daniel Demerin, Preston Young, Sinclair Bell, Susie Martin, and Eleanor Beck. With executive producers Dennis Greenhill, Michael Villegas, Carol Vengroff, and AJ Punkin. With music by Stephen Malin. This episode would not be possible without the support of our listeners on Patreon. So please consider supporting us there at patreon.com slash foolandscholar, or by sharing this show with a friend. This episode is copyrighted 2022 by Fool and Scholar Productions. Thank you for listening. <laughs>